Welcome to the I Can't Deal With This podcast. We have one of the regular brothers in arms. We have Connor. How are we doing, my man? Doing pretty good. We're recording a little early, but that's fine. We are recording on a Monday. We usually record on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, but um, I am going to be in Maryland for the next couple days, um, and so this is really the only day which I can do it. Um, you might be noticing that we are missing one of our brothers in arms. We are missing Avery. Um, Avery had to work both jobs today, um, and so he cannot be with us, but um, we have two out of the three, and that's good enough. That's more than half. So, Connor, I start with you. Um, I start start with you like there's other people here. Uh, <laughs> hey, how are you? Um, so my icebreaker for you today is there's a zombie apocalypse, and you get a, you get a dream team of four people to be with you in the zombie apocalypse. Who is, would those is, four people? Is there people, any, is, do they have to be sports related? They don't have to be sports related, but I want them to be famous, or at least somewhat famous somewhat famous so it's you and four other people well if i had to choose not famous it would have to be my dad he's read all the books he's a big zombie fan so shout out to him he would know what he's doing um to put context my friends always said if there was a zombie apocalypse they'd come to my house because we'd be prepared but um if i had to choose famous people y'all have a bomb shelter no but like there my dad's one of his favorite books is like how to survive the zombie apocalypse he loves the zombie shows like he, you know, he's always like joked around about like, be, you know, you go upstairs, break the stairs, so they can't come up, bring the fridge up there with you, all sorts of stuff. There's no place safe, only safer. Uh, but if I had to choose famous individuals, I mean, the problem is like the three Olympic gold medalists that won for America in rifling probably would be on the top of my list of three people who could probably hold their own. Um, but if I had to, I would choose Bear Grylls, uh, the man's a survival expert. Mm, he would know what he's doing. Um, I know that a lot of that stuff is staged, but man was like a green beret. He knows what he's doing. Um, probably survival survival expert. Um, if I could bring him to life, Steve Irwin, man knows his animals. You know, if you run into an animal, Steve Irwin would, would know what to do. Like, I trust that man with my life. Um, if I had to choose a fourth, uh, two more people. Hmm. Mike Tyson in his prime. Because if we ever got in a fight, some human tried to step to us, Mike Tyson might kill him. I mean, on on God, Mike Tyson would be a pretty dope dude of, like, pushing someone away if a zombie got close. I mean, he could probably beat a zombie with his bare hands. Probably not a good idea. You don't want to get bit. But I would imagine he'd be like the muscle. I need to get inside of a building. Mike Tyson would just get mad and break a door down. So Bear Grylls, Steve Irwin, because he knows his animals. Um summon them be like a captain planet the crocodile come out of nowhere and eat a zombie i'd be like heck yeah and then mike tyson and for a fourth i don't know uh probably keanu reeves the dude's a a, a whiz okay. with the gun listen i watched him practice for john wick that dude's like an expert marksman now like if you watch like clips of like him going through like weapons training to like know what he's doing He's, like, fantastic. Like, he has been trained by the best of the best. He's very famous. I know he's getting old now, but he probably could get in a firefight. Now, Steve Irwin and Mike Tyson might not know what they're doing with the gun, but uh, I I wouldn't be uh, that concerned at that point because uh, 
Um, you know, I have Keanu Reeves and Bear Grylls uh, doing it. What about you? So, I'm probably going to go with the Americans. Rest in peace. You, you brought back one person. I'm going to bring back one yeah, person. Yeah, I, I, I mean, if I had to replace Steve Irwin with someone else that was like, not a no i'm 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 all the way with you i am going with the american sniper chris kyle um rest in peace bring him back yeah yeah so i'm going i mean we're talking about you talk about a experts like marksman Marksman, yeah we're talking about the american sniper yeah like very famous um i'm probably gonna go with my number two would probably be brian shaw um brian shaw is a three time either three or four time uh world's strongest man um and I think that one of the biggest things in the zombie apocalypse is he's obviously strong because he's a three, four time world's strongest man. But in the Ooh, end, the rock would be good too. I just thought of, if I had to replace Steve Irwin, I would absolutely choose the rock. The rock's a good one. But in the end, if we're in a bad situation, I need to outrun somebody. I'm outrunning Brian Shaw. Oh, I don't think built. he's built, but that doesn't mean that he's fast. And hey, so, Brian Shaw, you want to come on this podcast and talk about how you could absolutely beat Jacob in a race? I would love to see it. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, my third, I would, I honestly think that Bear Grylls is a good pick. I didn't, I didn't want to take your, any of your picks, but, but Bear, Bear Grylls, Grylls is, like, is like a survivalist. Like, like he, like I know that like the whole thing about like how like, Yes, it's a stage show, but he's still like a survival expert. Like he knows what he's doing. He would know like the like I've watched them, you know. I mean, I know there's other guys out there, but I would do it. That makes sense. And then I'm going with Norman World's Strongest Man is a good one. I'm going with Norman Reedus, uh the guy who plays Daryl in The Walking Dead. Uh just because yeah. he's gotta pick up some kind of skills yeah, from the show, right? He's gotta know some. So here's the thing, dog. And I was going to give us a little bit of a transition, but I need I need to talk about this. How the hell do we lose to France in, in I, I will, I will, men's basketball? I will give you my take. I believe the issue is two things. One, Rudy Gobert is on the French team. Yes. So like, Rudy Gobert like was... Be, like, like best defensive player, one of the best defensive players in the NBA, and I think there's two factors that lead into this. The NBA is a lot more diverse. Luka, Giannis, face of the franchise right now. Both of them are foreign. Giannis is Greek, MVP. You know, finals MVP just won it all. And Luka is Serbian. Um, Rudy Gobert, a really great defensive player, plays in uh, France now, and he's French. And the thing is, Manu Ginobili actually led Argentina past the U.S. years ago because in America he was forced to play in a role he wasn't absolutely comfortable with. He was a great like sixth man on the Spurs team and really great at his position and would eventually come off the bench to be very successful. But in Argentina, he was even better. And Luca has come out and said that f- foreign basketball, you don't get a lot of the fouls that are called on you as much. And they play defense a lot better than us. Because in America, it's like, oh, just let them go to the basket because it's like showmanship and like score a lot of points. If you watch, America had the lead most of the game. And then they got they smothered. Went, they went four for 16 in the fourth quarter. Like miss, I think they missed three or four open shots to win the game. So I think it's a combination of the U.S. league is somewhat getting soft, but I think in the sense of they're not playing defense anymore. They're not playing like this idea of like, I need to stop the ball. Now, yes, there's good defensive players, 
but we talk about being a more offensive-focused league. You know what I'm saying? It's like more offense, more shooting, more points. So I think that's leading up to it. And I also think that the NBA players haven't had the time to gel. Like, yes, I don't exactly know what's going on with the French national team and how much practice they've had. But, you know, it is it is interesting. And I think that that's a big thing of, like, basketball is no longer completely America's sport, you know? It's like we've invested so much money and players into building up international programs. This is what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just one of those things where, like— America doesn't win the baseball tournament every year. You'd think that's America's sport. But it, they lose to, I like, don't think that America is—I don't think that baseball is America's sport. I think to a certain extent, like— you got the Dominican Republic. You got a lot of these Latin American countries. You, got you even got Korea and Korea Japan. Korea and Japan, exactly. But when you think of baseball or uh, basketball, baseball or basketball, excuse me, basketball is synonymous with America. Yes, but um, it's and no longer. You would argue, like, uh, you look at the dream team. You look at the redeem team with LeBron and Kobe of 2008, 2004, whatever year that was. Like, you're talking about a team who, like, the worst players were all stars, and even like I know that you're you you were talking about defense, and defense I do think is a part of it. No, like like you, Rudy Gobert, def- multiple time defensive that player. That dude of the shut year. down mul- Like I was watching the game again, and he shut down multiple. Like players would go to the basket, and he just shut them down. But dude, think about it. Think about who's on this team. You got D book, who we just got done praising for going for forty plus points yes, in the finals. Yes, but I think I think the the reason why he's able to go for so many points is because defense is not as contested. And also, I think the Americans think of themselves as we are the best of the best. We're in the NBA. This is going to be easy. And they got reality checked by Nigeria. They got reality checked by Australia. They got reality checked by France. They need to understand that, yes, you are in the NBA. You are one of the best basketball players on earth. But these individuals over there are almost as good as you, if not better, in certain scenarios. Like, you want to talk about the best of the best, why did we miss three game-winning shots at the end of the quarter? Why did we shoot so bad? Because you have freaking the best of the best, KD. You have the Deep dude book. on the trails, you got Dame. Yeah, like Dame. Dame. It's like, yup. But you got I, Bradley Beal. Like, you'd think that we'd win, but at the same time, like, like yes, the dream team existed because basketball wasn't was played around the world but it wasn't like as much money's been dumped into it we've seen we've seen baseball if you played in like the 1930s we would have smacked every other country on earth but since dominican republic plays so much baseball we've invested so much money in there you get the homegrown talent and that's you know you could probably beat up on america which one would you say is truer is this more of a disappointment for the U.S. team? US disappointment. Dr- but hear me out. So is it more of we're ha- we have a bad U.S. basketball team or is it the rest of the world is catching up the to rest, the country? I do not the think the rest of the world is catching up. I think they've caught up to the U.S. Because, listen, if you look at the last like top 10 draft picks – I think it's like four of them were foreign. Giannis, MVP. Luka, MVP. Rudy Gobert, defensive MVP. Ben Simmons. Um, not Ben Simmons. Joel Embiid. 
Those are some of the four best players we've talked about. All of them are foreign. Joel Embiid is from Nigeria, I think, or, or an African nation. Rudy Gobert is French. Lucas from Serbia. Giannis is from Greece. So you've eliminated the top talent right there. The Joker so, isn't from the United States either. Yeah, the Joker is from... Um, it's like Slovenia. Slovenia or something. Or something. So, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's like the best players now are foreign, and I think that's good because talent... Versus talent makes better, ta- you know, so, better stuff. So I'm going to be honest with you. I think that this is a, this is my, what are we doing? What are we doing moment? But it's one of those things where I think that the problem that we have as a, as a men's U.S. Olympic basketball team is that it's not that they are better than us. I don't even think that it's that they play better defense than us. It's that we don't play as a team. You like you look at you look at Dame, arguably top five score in the league. You look at D Book. We just got done talking about how he went and scored hella points in the finals. You talk about Kevin Durant, who goes for forty every night. You talk about all these people, all these uh, Bradley Beal, who was number two in the scoring race this year. Like they are ballers, they are scorers, but they're ISO players. Like they're yeah, not. That was, that was a thing that we cont- talked about. It was like. It was something like America versus the rest of the world, ISO versus team. And it's yeah. like, I think an app that I always bring it up, but before the Miracle on Ice game, the, the, the Russian hockey Olympic team played the best of the best of the NHL and like kicked their ass like eight to nothing. Like they murdered them in hockey scores. But the, what, the, what the coach said later was the reason why the Americans lose is because they are so good at what they do, they don't think they need to work at as a team. And that's why the college kids are able to beat them because they out-schemed them and outplayed them. And I think that maybe there isn't enough time for the team to build up. I mean, they're being coached by Popovich. Yeah. Like, you'd think one of the greatest basketball coaches would eventually go like, listen, like, you are not playing a long con series. I mean, yeah. You are playing in the Olympics. You are playing against the best of the best individuals. Like, yes, they might not play in America. And you know what? If the American team gets bounced, why are we paying you all this money? Just import a French team. If the French team's going to beat you, the best of the best, shoot, maybe the basketball championship needs to play overseas too because you might actually lose, which would be nuts because then it would actually be a world championship. But I, I, I do understand what you're talking about. It's like, it's like it's like when they play the uh, All Star Game, the uh, for the N- NFL. It's like no one takes it seriously. It's Pro like Bowl. Pro Bowl. It's like it's they're not scheming. It's like you got Drew Brees for one quarter, and then oh no, you switch to like Andrew Luck or Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady in the next one. So I do think that it's a failure of the U.S. team to think to themselves as like these individuals are playing to win a gold for their country. Now, yes, I'm sure the Olympic basketball team is trying to win gold for America. But I don't know if that's like they're like they're not being driven as hard as these other individuals of like this is their one shot to beat the U.S. Like you're taking on the king. Yeah. So they swung hard. So if America gets bounced, they look bad. How are you the best of the best? If and they if get America bounced? gets bounced, then it's going to be wild because we I can't think lose to Iran. I, Could you imagine? It's one of those things where I think Nigeria caught us off guard. Australia then Ni- beat us. Nigeria was. We we overlooked them. We were go- 
We yeah. thought we were the they, stuff. They smothered us on defense. And they smothered us on defense, but I think that we genuinely just overlooked them. And then we lost and to then, Australia. And then Australia, I think, was the best team that we've played. So, I'm honestly, Australia, I think that they deserve to win because they had a good team. And then we lose to and France. Then, but I think that everybody, even the American team, even though we went one and two in the exhibition games, we were like... Once we get to the real deal, we'll we'll get and it together. I think this was a reality check where they they looked and they were like, "Well, guys, like you couldn't do it." And I think it's one of those things where it's like, "Well, I think this is one of those shut up and prove it moments." Like you need to win out now, like because if you lose and you get bounced, this isn't some shoddy teams. These are the best of the best. So I see this. So I see this as you waking a sleeping giant. I don't um, think they're gonna win. I think, I think they'll win the next two, and, and then lose. I will take this back if I have to. But I think that they will dominate the rest of. I think they'll dominate the rest, uh, the rest of everything. Let me look up their schedule. Look, you keep talking because I think that like this was a reality check, and you hit the nail on the head. And I think that this is the reality check that they needed in order to wake up and realize, hey, we can't play ISO. The entire time. We need to pass each other the ball. But I think the only glaring thing that they have, which I think that they might, the reason why they might lose, is they don't have big men. Bam Adebayo is literally, and Draymond Green are their two only big men there. Like, you literally left Zion off the list for the Olympic team for another guard. And, like, yes, you got Drew Holiday, who led the team in scoring you have Devin Booker you have Dame Lillard you have Chris Middleton you have these scoring guards but if you don't have any big men you're going to be screwed so the especially next- when you go against Rudy Gobert and Evan Fournier who's went for damn near 30 points last night so we're we face Iran next so if we lose that it sink the ship it's over and then we play the Czech Republic and the only way for us to Go is we need to eventually make it into the quarterfinals, and then we need to like play in. We have to we have to, to win, win out, out in to order get to get to into the quarterfinals, yeah. and then we need to win. Like if we win, I'll take back what I said. But I think that right now we can probably beat Iran. Will we beat the Czech Republic? Maybe. But if we're running into France or Australia or Luca again, I don't know if we're going to do it. I, I don't think that Luca is going to. I don't think he's going to take them to he might. gold medal. I know that he's one of the best. I know that arguably he's the best, but you just got done talking about team, and yes, he is the only person yes, on that team. Yes, but I think there's a difference between the team understanding that Luka's your way to win and versus, oh, am I going to pass to Dame Lillard or KD, or I'm just going to keep it because I'm great. Yeah, but dude, I mean, like, Slovenia – which is Luca's national team? Like they have never been to the they Olympics. They beat Argentina. He went for fifty-two last night. He beat Argentina, and Argentina was in the running to win this year. Dog, I don't think I like. I don't think that they're going to be able to go that far. I think that I think that they're going to run into a rude awakening, just like everybody else is. No, they played Japan, and Japan lost to Spain. And I think Slovenia played Spain pretty good, and then that and they play Spain, so we'll see. 
But the big, we'll see. I, I don't want to talk more about it because it's been one game, and I want to see what they say. But they will get clowned on for sure. If this team loses and doesn't even make like silver or bronze, they will absolutely get clowned on here. They will come back, and it's going to be like, you got demolished. All right, so since we're talking about Olympics, I got, I'm going to hit you with some, some sports, and I want you to tell me some athletes, domestic or abroad, it could be current, it could be for, like past, that you would want or you think would be good at this particular sport. Who would you want to be the U.S. representative, or who would you want to do archery for us? Carson Wentz, I know he's a hunter. I watched the Pat McAfee interview. He did the whole thing about, like, what he could do, and apparently he's, like, a great archer or whatever, so, like, Carson would have to be it. I'm going with I'm going um, with Adam Vinatieri. Adam Vinatieri owns his own ranch. I think he hunts a lot. Same, same Pat McAfee interview, um, but I'm going uh, Adam Vinatieri there. Badminton. You get two people for badminton, so who... I don't know whether you get two people for badminton. I'm making this you up on You can do doubles spot. or singles. But if we were doing doubles badminton. Allen Iverson. Okay. Man's fast. And I would do like CMC. Because you need to be somewhat short, but not completely short for badminton. It's not like tennis where like length really matters. I don't know badminton. I could be talking out my butt, but I don't see badminton players being like super tall. See, and I think they're both very fast and very agile, so they're able to get this thing very quickly. So I'm I'm taking the exact opposite approach. I'm going with KD and Zion. I think that both of them are agile enough to get across the court if need be, but if they can just keep their little sticks above the net and they know exactly where it's going to be at, they can block it every time because they have the height. Literally, the badminton ball, I don't know what it's called, could literally hit Kevin Durant in the face because he's that tall. Like, I, I think I think that I would have KD and Zion on my badminton team. All right? What, who would you want to be the U.S. representative or who would you want to see boxing in the Olympics? Boxing? Oh, Mike, Mike Tyson. I Dude, think he would Mike kill Mike Tyson man. just mowing through yeah. foreign countries. I, I think I think Mike Tyson or I know Muhammad Ali boycotted and stuff. I think Muhammad Ali or Mike Tyson would absolutely like George Foreman because I think of America as like it's it's always seen as just like this big brooding power. Just see like George Foreman and Mike Tyson in there, just like one punching dudes. But I think Muhammad Ali would have to be my boxer of choice. Give me Jake Paul. I think you shut Jake, your mouth. You've lost. I all think Jake Paul boxing in an Olympic fight would be the true test of if he's good or not. No, I man. And Jake Paul finally losing would be hilarious. I, I all right. What athlete would you want to be in the karate meet? I don't know. I don't, Chuck Norris, maybe. I mean, he was uh, probably the, one of the best American. Be famous for martial arts. It'll have to be my pick. All right, fencing. I'm going Yao Ming. I'm going yeah, but he's Yao Chinese. Ming. He's Chinese. Okay, I'm going Shaq then. Because, bro, their arm extends so far that they would be touching the other person with them getting nowhere close to it. Then if I couldn't choose Shaq, I would do Hakeem. Man's got long. Kevin Durant does have long Ke- arms. Oh, Kevin Durant does have long arms. Yeah, 
Big tar. Well, yeah, it's true. Um, gymnastics. Who would you want to be in? The I'm not replacing Simone Biles. She's like the best gymnastic out there. I just, Apparently, I, she's getting the same treatment that Gabby Douglas did. Of like, yesterday she didn't have that great of a day, even though she's the goat. Like, they finished like second in the qualifier or something like that, and like people online are just bashing her because no, like no. they didn't have. And I know that it's messed up, she's but that's just like it, it's how it is. Um. I, I think that Simone Biles, when it's all said and done, is the GOAT. Um, but I, I tell like, you what, I you want to talk it. about upsets. I think that, like, our American teams have had a lot of upsets. Like, Well, if you want to go off the actual, like, right now, we are second place in golds. Um, then I think... Behind, behind Japan. Um, we They have eight. We home have field seven, advantage, question mark? Maybe. But we are second in total. China has 18, while we have 15. Now, the wild thing is, do you know what country has the second most medals behind the U.S.? You want to take a guess? The the third most? Because we have the second most? No, we have the first most medals. Do you know what country has the second most? Total or this year? Total. Total? Total. This will blow your mind if you don't already guess it. Is it a big country? Yes. All right, we're going to play guess the guess the country. Well, so it, yes. Is it in Europe? Yes. The continent of Europe. Y- it, yes. People can consider it a European nation. Did they fight in World War II? Yes. Germany? No. You keep going. Italy? No. no. Were they on the Allies? Yes. France? No. Britain? No. It was. There's your key word, was. It was Britain? It was part of the Allies. There's it a context. It was to part of the Allies. There's a context to this. The was is very important because it leads into the next point, and then we can talk about the special thing that my friend requests that we get to talk about. Uh, You've only got one other country left on the Allies besides the U.S. I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm How are you? Point. You teach American too. I you haven't can... learned learned it yet. This is the. There's literally three Belgium. Who did the Allies fight with? Who did the Allies fight? So with? there was England, there was America, and then there was the other guy. France. France was wiped out. Who was the other ally in World War II? He was our friend through proxy, the enemy of my enemies, my friend. Oh, Russia. No. Allies I want, were definitely part of yes, Russia. but I want their name. The correct the name. The Soviet Union? The Soviet Union has the second most medals. You know who has the third? Russia. Russia. Because the Soviet Union still kept all their medals for their name. The United States is like almost 2,000. The Soviet Union has 1,000-something, and Russia has 500. The United... We still have more. The USSR Combined. has the second most medals, and the country doesn't exist anymore. Isn't that nuts? Russia didn't get to keep it. They were under a new name. That is wild. So, like, it was, I had a person, one of my history people um, talked about how, like, they drove their country to, like, win. It's, I want to know of all time. Hold on, I'll get the exact numbers. But you go ahead with the Space Jam thing. Explain it while I look this up. So, Connor's friend Brent, uh, rest in peace, he's not dead, but... um, 
he he's dead to us because he didn't come on the show. Um, but he <laughs> um he he's been on the show actually before, but. He recommended that we do a Space Jam team, much like there is in the movie where um, the Monstars take the powers of important, famous basketball players, and Michael Jordan has to team up with the Looney Tunes in order to defeat the Monstars with these NBA powers. The question becomes, if we were to do that with other sports, who would be our savior and who would the Monstars take their powers from? So I'll go ahead and start with the baseball one um, because I think that our baseball savior would be Mike Trout. Um, M- Mike Trout is the Michael Jordan of baseball in this current generation by far. Um, and my four people that I think that the Monstars would steal their powers from or take their powers from is I'm going with Juan Soto, Fernando Tatis, Ronald Acuna, and I would probably go with like a Shohei Otani. Um, all four of those are rising stars in baseball. I don't think that they're certifiable like best of all time yet, just because they haven't been doing it long enough. Whereas right. Mike Trout's been doing it for like nine years, ten years, and has been consistently the best. But I'm going with Mike Trout's our savior, Ronald Acuna, Fernando Tatis, uh Juan Soto, and Shohei Otani. They get their power stolen by the Monstars, and it's gonna be a hell of a battle on Monstar Planet A. And I think, bro, I don't know whether you've ever seen the Bugs Bunny short, but Bugs Bunny, hey, Bugs Bunny can uh can play some baseball. He's played every position before, and not many people can say they've done that. What did you have to say? The USSR has 1,010 Olympic medals, um, and I think the next country after that is um, United Kingdom and Germany are up there, but keep going. I want to get the exact number. So you're saying that you only get one savior, and, and who are they stealing? By- so you get one savior, okay, like Michael Jordan, and okay. the Monstars are stealing from four people. So my savior for baseball is Mike Trout, and the Monstars are stealing from Ronald Acuna, Fernando Tatis, Juan Soto, and Shohei Otani. That makes sense. And I think that it would be a hell of a time. Because honestly, I don't think... Like, I know that Mike Trout's arguably the GOAT for baseball, but all four, Shohei Otani, uh, Fernando Tatis, Ronald Acuna, and... um, Who's the special guest star? Who's the special guest star? Like Bill Murray. Carson Wentz, because Mike Trout's a big uh, Philadelphia fan, Philadelphia Phillies fan. Or, I'm sorry, not Philadelphia Phillies. Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Maybe Jalen Hurts now because Carson Wentz is on the Colts. But, um, what's, uh, no, (laughs) the special guest is Gritty from the Flyers. Good. All right. So, I did hockey. So, I said Sidney Crosby would be our hero. Okay. He's getting up there. He's the savior. Um, I said Wayne Gretzky would come out of retirement and play his coach. Because oh, that's a good one. Like okay. you would like, we need a coach to help us out or whatever. So I broke this down. I gave two people per position. So there's defensemen, wings, centers, and goalies. I did not choose multiple people from the same team because the Monstars did, and they only had one person per team. Very nice of them. 
So for defense, I have Victor Herdman. Hedman. He's a Tampa Bay Lightning. He's won two Stanley Cups. He's like one of the best defensemen. You know, he's basically helped that team win two times back to back. He's also he's up there in age. He's played 12 seasons, so you know some veteran presence. He's probably got that experience. You have Alex Petrolingo from the Vegas Golden Knights. He won a Stanley Cup already. He has 13 seasons under his belt. Um, for your and wings, these are the monsters. The monsters are stealing these guys. Okay. For the wings, you have Artemi Par- Panarin. I don't know. They got a lot of them foreign names. He's the New York Rangers. He's um, he's at six seasons. He's 29 years old, so still kind of young. Um, you have David Pasternak, 25 years old, seven seasons, so you're a little bit younger dudes. Now the centers, I went with Sebastian Ajo. That's just my homer pick for the Hurricanes. Uh, except the special one, I would say give him the best person probably on this team is probably Connor McDavid. He's like the best offensive player in the world right now. Um, he has like eight trophies, multiple scoring titles, like best improved play. Like he's won everything pretty much. Um, and he's only 24. So like that's going to be like the big opponent. And you have two um, goalies. Now the best goalies are on the Boston Bruins and the Tampa Bay, but I've already kind of picked people off those teams. Um, so I didn't want to double up. So I picked Connor Hilbiuk. He is a point nine nine. He has a point two point nine two two save percentage, which is insane. And a two point five goal against. He's played six seasons. And you also have Ben Bishops. He's like your veteran goalie, I guess. He's played thirteen, but that would be the Monstars list because you could you know rotate some of your older players in and out of like like an actual lineup and stuff. So yeah, pretty okay. crazy. Now, I also did golf, but apparently I learned that there was a uh, Space Jam for Tiger Woods. So we couldn't use it because it technically... There was rumors that Tiger Woods was going to be in a Space Jam for golf. That, like, the they were going to do something with the series. So I said instead of Tiger Woods, he would just be a special guest. And the best female golfer is Jin, Jin Young Ko. She's, like, the best golf, female golfer right now. So you have, like, a female version of Space Jam for golf. Playing against like Brookie Henderson, Hyo Jo Kim, Nelly Kodra, the the best male golfers in Dustin Jefferson, Roy McElroy, Phil Mickelson. You could pick any number of the golfers Dog, out there. We don't know who any of those damn people are. Well, they're golfers and they're very famous. Okay, but I still think so Tiger if, Woods would be a good pick. Oh, but for we, sure. We couldn't do it because it's already technically existing. So if we were doing football, I would, think you the only few people you would do Patrick or Tom Brady. So I would go with, and this is a hot take, but I think the our savior would be an offensive player, and our, the monster people would be defensive players. Like it would be like a weird like it, you have to score it doesn't a work it doesn't yes yes exactly and I'm going with if I have one person who I think could get us to where we need to go and because he's not on here I'm gonna say it is Lamar Jackson I think Lamar Jackson would throw dimes to Bugs Bunny can run and juke out these next four people that I'm gonna list. And I'm going. Aaron Donald gets his gets his power taken and is on the Monstars. Jamal Adams is on the Monstars. Jalen Ramsey is on the Monstars. And then let's put Bobby Wagner on the Monstars as well. 
I guess so, that makes sense. I mean, that wouldn't that would kind of defeat the purpose of like a football match. It was just like, yeah, we just want to stop you. But um, I would have. I was to, trying to think of like because like the the problem with Lamar's a good pick. I didn't expect that. I mean, it, the because Avery's not here, he'd have a stroke. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, he's is probably that, like, screaming internally for football and for baseball and for really any other sport other than basketball, like. The Monstar concept, the whole Space Jam concept doesn't work out, like, super great because, like... Hockey's foot- the only one that's yeah. kind of, like, a simultaneous back but even, and forth. But even there, like, they have defensemen and forwards. It's like Lionel Messi in, like, Lionel Me- Messi in soccer, but, like, you don't expect Messi to be on defense and be your, like, goalie Yeah, type thing. but at the same time, like... Yeah, there's plays, but in hockey, like, yeah, if you start pushing close to the goal, the rest of the team's going to fall back to, like, yeah, yeah you have a guy who kind of sits on the perimeter of, like, if we need to go towards the goal because the, the puck gets my way. But I think football, um, I would have to do probably, like, Tom Brady would be, like, I mean, that dude was throwing a ball into the freaking thing that shoots him out. Like, that's crazy. I'm going as fake. I- I'm saying fake. I'm calling bullshit. On that video, yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's real. That's fine. Um, Patrick Mahomes, I guess, if I had to choose a new player, would be the one running around doing all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, if I had to choose special guest, like bring like some Hollywood guy in, I think Eddie Murphy would be hilarious in a Space Jam movie. Just, oh, dude, I that think, would I think be, be funny. Think, I think Eddie Murphy would be perfect for like that type of film. But he's old now, so maybe not him as much. But I think The Rock, you would have. I mean, he's such like, like you and that, The Rock. You want Rock and Zombie Apocalypse? You want him in Space Jam? He is. He played college football. Yeah, he did. You know, like if I and apparently he was going to be like really good, but Warren Sapp took his position. Like I think, like you, if I'm thinking, like I got to bring in a Hollywood star, like. Tell me, bring in somebody who played football. who played football. He's the only like really famous Hollywood star that I know played football at like enough of a level to be considered in, in the NFL. And also like the dude's a tank. Like I think if you give the Rock like the ball, you can watch that man run down the throat. So Patrick or Tom would have to be mine. I think for Patrick, it'd be like who a, would your oh, monsters be though? Aaron Donald for sure. If they were going to do offense, I would steal Derrick Henry. Since you did defense, I'll do offense. Okay. Derrick Henry gets stolen. So who's your savior on defense then? On defense? Yeah. That's a tough one. Derrick Henry is a good monster. Yeah, that is a nasty. If I had to choose, man, that's tough. That's tough. Probably Bobby Wagner's the most because you'd want somebody in the middle of the field. Yeah, you'd want to. You would want to. Because Aaron Donald, if he gets past the defensive line, yeah. you're screwed. Yeah. He, you got to have like a field general, like a Keekly or a Bobby Wagner type, where it's yeah. like they're the centerpiece. They can like bugs. You're in the wrong position. They're gonna do this play. Like you want. Yeah, and because if you have like a corner, like he's in the back. Yeah, J- Jalen you know, Ramsey's on the right side of the field. If you're if you know that you just run to the left side yeah. of the field. So you would have to have somebody like a ball hawk in the middle, and I think Bobby's the best one for that. I mean, he's really good at what he does. Um, if I had to choose offensive players, I'd choose DK Metcalf. The man's huge. <laughs> That's a good one. Derrick Henry. I'm thinking of like the big dudes. Yeah. 
Um, you would choose the entire Colts. Off, you would choose the entire Colts offensive line. Mm. Like the entire Colts offensive line would probably be a pick. Um, for the enemy quarterback, probably would have to choose like that'd be like what Patrick or Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers would probably be a good one. Yeah, like Tom Brady would be the evil quarterback if it was going to be Patrick. I think Patrick Mahomes, if Patrick Mahomes was like the bad guy, people would still cheer for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he's, Aaron Rodgers the bad guy? Oh, screw him. Yeah. Or like Tom Brady is the bad guy. Yeah, Tom Brady makes the perfect villain because everyone hates him, but I think like he's at the end of his retirement and he's like, oh, I've already won seven Super Bowls. Why not win Space Champ? Like at that point. Oh, that add, would be kind of cool. He adds like. He would just see him with seven rings it, on his it finger. It turns it into an infinity gauntlet like yeah, Thanos. Like he's got all eight rings now. Um, he's going to start snapping people out of existence. Yeah. He's going to snap existence. He's like, he, oh. No, he doesn't snap people. He snaps, he snaps franchises. Yeah, he like, just like. Oh, I'm sorry, Philadelphia like, 76ers. Yeah, gone. Like, not even from the NFL, but just from different sports. Just like yeah. the 76ers get annihilated. Oh, the, the, uh, the Sabres get annihilated. Yeah, like, oh, the Washington Galaxy soccer team? Snap. Yeah. Um, I think he could probably be a good villain. Um, if I had to choose other – I mean, D-Hop would definitely get his stuff taken or Devontae Adams. Um, if I had to choose, like – yeah, I mean, those would have to be them. Like, DK Metcalf is huge. Like, I just imagine the Monsters being, like, big boys. But they don't always make the best decisions because if you watch the original Space Jam, like there's some guys who were picked who were like, I don't know, Chief. Muggsy Bogues was in the original it's Space just like Jam. Sus. It's like very suspicious of a, of a pick there. So You get Nathan Peterman as your uh, – Who would your coach be? If, if offense is savior or offense is uh, the villain? Doesn't matter. You get one. You get one coach. So if I'm I choosing were, Nick if, Saban. I think that would be hilarious. Like, the coaches all get knocked out, and you have to go to, like, one guy you think would be able to do well, and, like, Nick Saban's, like, the other great coach. I think that Bill Belichick— Would be evil. I think that Bill Belichick, even if he was the good guy, would be hilarious because I don't think that his— Hello. Like, like I don't his, think like, Bill really Belichick. low voice. I think that even if he tried to be funny and tried to be energetic, it wouldn't work out well. I think Mike Tomlin would make a good coach. He's he's like that like we don't care we're here to win like I think Mike Tomlin would be an interesting if coach. if we were looking for like a Mr Miyagi like like somebody who's like a good coach who can kind of guide and mold our young superstars um, I would probably go with like a Pete Pete Carroll maybe Pete Carroll isn't the most liked but I feel like. Pete Carroll's kind of the most liked out of like the older coaches. Who's the coach for the Miami Dolphins? Oh, Andy Reid. Bring me Andy Reid. Yes, but he would get stolen. He would get like a no. If were Bill sh- Belichick would get stolen. That's true. Andy Reid would be like the the savior against the the Patriots. We, the dark Andy Reid having McDonald's in our stadium. Yeah, Ma- Andy Reid would like once we win would eat like. Six McDoubles in the award. I think ceremony. that was the joke once. It was like, like the last president would like host like fast food buffets. It was like Andy Reid when you're one went away from a fast food buffet. He's yeah. like, woohoo! Yeah, it's like Andy, no. Yeah, but I yeah I think like villain Tom Brady would be great. I also think it'd be like that like he retires like one year after and it's like oh I don't think I can't play no more. Yeah, get my rings. He freaking assembles the Infinity Gauntlet and starts snapping franchises. Um, if I had to choose anyone else, I mean, if I choose old heads, Jerry Rice would definitely get taken. 
Oh, for sure. He'd definitely get taken. I'm thinking, like, you know, it'd be interesting if, like, I think it'd be See, really. I think, I think the defense would be so much easier because, like, Ray Lewis and Ed Reed are, like, the Done. staple. Done. Like, I think they're it, the staple bad guys. I think it'd be really cool if, like, there was some weird thing where it was, like, a space jam with the NFL, but, like, the the Looney Tunes has a way of like revitalizing old players. So like, yeah, you lost D Hop, but you gained Jerry Rice. You know, like, and they'd have like a hodgepodge of old and new people like doing stuff. Kind of like a weird mutt version of Madden. I want y'all know. I think I, I still think Jerry Rice could go for five hundred yards in the NFL. Absolutely not. I think he would break. He'd get hit once or twice by a big boy. J- hey, have you seen Jerry Rice recently? How old is Jerry, Jerry Rice? Rice? Still look good. How old is Jerry Rice? Jerry Rice probably about fifty five. Hey, I think Herschel Walker could still go. Herschel Walker's not Jerry Rice. Herschel Walker's a, a monster. Now, a little bit of side note, a little bit of transition, but the MLB trade line deadline's coming up, and there's a couple teams that I have in mind, and I know that I didn't tell you about this beforehand, and I'm kind of the resident MLB expert, but I want to kind of give you guys the uh, – we're sitting at about 44. Um, so – I wanted to give you guys some sellers and some buyers, some people who need to sell, some people who need to buy. Um, my biggest sell team is actually the Chicago Cubs. Um, I think that I am tired, and this is as a Cubs fan, I am tired of just the the Joe Schmo of just being a mediocre team who limps its way to the playoffs is the Hornets of the MLB who is like constantly like a wild card team, but never bad enough to actually get a good draft pick or get good free agents. And so you have Chris Bryant, you have Javi Baez, which are on the last years of their deal. Like, if you sell Chris Bryant, you trade him away, you can probably get some at least some really good prospects, if not a like a smaller star from another player. Because we're I mean, we're talking about Chris Bryant being an MVP, being a rookie of the year, being a world champion. Like he's done that he's been there, done that with everything the sport has to offer offer. So I if I were the Cubs, I'd trade Javi Baez away. I'd trade uh Chris Bryant. I'd trade Anthony Rizzo. I'd trade the whole team. Sell the whole daggum team and get a good farm system for him. Um but if I were to be the buyers, I would. If I were to look at at a, at a buying team, um, I would start and end with the New York Yankees. Um, the New York Yankees are atrocious this year. Um, they've been a little bit better over the past month or two, but they literally have one of the best teams on paper, but they just can't put it together. And so, if you're the New York Yankees, you got to try to pinpoint one team, one specific position whether it's bullpen whether it's rotation whether it's infield outfield power speed contact whatever it is and you need to try to find a guy who fits that need because your championship window is dwindling every year and you got Garrett Cole which is arguably one of the best in the league you got Gary Sanchez you got Aaron Judge you got John Carlos you got Gliber Torres you got all the uh, DJ LeMahieu you got all these people but you can't put it together and so you got to find somebody who can put it together who can take you over the edge um now I don't know who they could get 
Um, because I think right now their biggest problem is rotation. It's not. I think the Yankees' biggest problem have has always been inconsistency. It's kind of like the Cubs, where sometimes they'll score. 10 runs in a game, they'll have seven home runs, but they're such a power team that the team has like a 250 average. And so they either score and score in abundance or they don't score at all. So the Yankees would be my biggest buy team um, and the Cubs would be my biggest sell team um, because I think that the Cubs need to start fresh, start, trade them for good prospects um, and, and start it over. Because I'm tired of being, I'm tired of being a middle mid tier team. Um, if I had to do my very little baseball knowledge, if I had to pick a team to sell, it'd be the, the Tigers, Detroit Tigers. I think that's correct. Um, I think they're in the same situation where it's like, I mean, they're okay. They're third in their division. They're a couple games back from potentially beating the new Guardians because uh, they're no longer the Cleveland Indians. So we'll see. I think that they're probably could sell off and like I think cuz I think that division's wide open in the next 2 years. So I'm so I I'm not I'm going to push back on it just because you don't know baseball that much. I'm just going off what I think here. Hey, I feel you. So I actually would str- stay steadfast if I were the Tigers, because they are like the Hawks, who are very a, a very, very young team. And so, or the Bucks. Like, if you let them go for five, ten years, they might turn into a, like, a dynasty-type team. Because they've been hot recently. They have Casey Mize as their uh, starting pitcher, who is 24 years old, 23 years old. He's a stud. I mean, you got... Um, Kaboom, I can't remember I can't remember his first name, but like they have a really good team, a really good young team. They're not going to be good this year, but next year, 2 years, 3 years, 5 years, they'll be solid. But go go ahead, finish with your Tiger uh, thing. my biggest buyer would have to be the Dodgers. They need they spent a lot of money and they need to deliver. So like one more superstar one more big swing, I think, would probably put them over the top to win. I, yeah, I mean, the the Dodgers have a lot of pressure because not only did they win the championship this year, but they also spent $40 million, which I've already gone the rant on, about Trevor Bauer, who is overrated to a certain extent, uh, right now at least. Um, I think that they do need somebody, um, especially with the Padres kind of over the past week, getting um, a young player from the Pirates called uh, Clint Frazier, who kind of shores up that the last part of their infield. Clint Frazier is batting like 320, 330. So he's a really good contact bat. Um, and that really, like, they're going to be set. They're going to be solid. Like, you have Eric Hosmer at first. Um, you have Will Myers in right. You have uh, Jake Cronesworth at second. You also have uh, Clint Frazier at third, probably. Um, dude, I don't even know where they're going to put some of these guys now. Because you got Manny Machado at third. You got Fernando Tatis at shortstop. You got Cronesworth at second. But also, you just got Clint Clint Frazier, who also plays second. Their outfield, they could maybe sure up a little bit because they have Tommy Fannin left. 
They have Will Myers and Wright. I can't remember who their center fielder is. Maybe maybe Clint Frazier could play outfield a little I'd bit. I'd rather have too many people than too little. Very good point. On a baseball team. Point. On a baseball Hey, team but I tell sure. you what though, the Giants have been surprising, man. Like I mean I know that you you're talking about the Dodgers. Dodgers that's were what I'm saying. arguably like they, one of the best. They that was like they were like, Oh, the Dodgers are gonna be great and then here's the Giants beating them and it's like, listen, you gotta deliver. And the Giants have done it without the big names. They had they don't have the the Cody Bellingers. They don't have the Clayton Kershaws. They don't have the Walker Buellers. They have Buster Posey, and that's about it. They have Kevin Guzman, who is arguably one of the best pitchers in baseball right now, has a sub-200 ERA, um, and he's been amazing. But other than that, you don't have any big-name guys. And I think that that's kind of special in its own right, of like kind of that homegrown talent. You don't have any – Big superstars, it's kind of like with the Rays last year that went to the World Series but lost to the Dodgers. Like, they didn't have any of those big-name guys. Um, They had some good pitchers, mainly Blake Snell, um, Tyler Glasnow, and um, Charlie Morton. Um, But they didn't really have any big hitters. Um, And so it's going to be interesting to see how the rest of the season shapes out Um, because I think that the Yankees – I think if the Yankees don't win, like if they don't win out and and win a World Series within the next three years, this is going to be one of the best teams that have never won a World Series. Like they have on paper one of the best rosters. Like Aaron Judge is arguably top ten in baseball. John Carlos Stanton four years ago won an MVP. Like. Garrett Cole is always in contention with winning the Cy Young. And for those three players alone to not ever win a championship, it's going to be wild. Like, people are saying Aaron Judge is the next Derek Jeter. Like, he's that important to the city of New York. So, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, I think it's going to be interesting to see just how the AL East does as a whole with the Blue Jays that now have George Springer, they now have hitting. Uh, uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is having a career season. His on, is honestly on pace for maybe even hitting the triple crown of being the league leader in average home run and RBIs, which hadn't been done since Miguel Cabrera did it. Um, they have Bo Bichette. They have all these other guys. Calvin, uh, Cal- Calvin Benjamin. Yeah, Calvin Biggio. Um, and they have R- Ryu. I don't, I can't remember, can't remember his first name, but he is, he came from the Dodgers a couple of years back. Um, but they, they should be solid. The Red Sox look really good this year. Um, Alex Verdugo is finally coming to his own. He's the guy that they got, uh, for Mookie Betts. So, He was on that Dodgers team, and Mookie Becks got sent over to the Dodgers for Alex Verdugo, and he's actually showing up and showing out, Um, and he's showing that he's he's legit. Um, Orioles are always bad, but what can you do? And the Rays, and even though the Rays like aren't great compared to last year, they're still second in their division. They're still second in their division, so like they're still a solid, solid team. it's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out. Like the Giants, we just talked about them. Like, I'm going to be interested to see if they can keep up their winning ways or if they're – because we've seen many times where people have like a hot start and then kind of fizzle out in the second half 
Or we've seen the second half teams where they were like bottom of their division division, and then next thing you know, they come up soaring through the ranks. Like the Nationals, when they won a couple years ago, they were literally one of the worst in the league. And then they went on to win the championship. I I think baseball is probably – You're welcome, Kaylee. Huh? Kaylee says I always talk bad about – National, so I wanted to, or Washington sports, so I wanted to make sure that uh, I said something them. good. So you're talking about the Seahawks or like Washington, DC? Washington, DC. Oh man, it don't matter. Um, I think that baseball is the only sport I know that since they play so many games, the team can just click. Yeah, like in basketball is the only other sport conceivable, but it's not like the Suns did it in the bubble, they won like eight winning streak, it was crazy, they were awesome, but. And I see that a lot more in baseball where, like, there's just so many games. And I think that's one of my big issues with baseball. It's like you go a week without, like, knowing what's going on. You're lost. Yeah. You're like, oh, there was 100 games this week. Like, I don't know what's going on anymore. But it should be exciting. I think baseball is getting better. I think baseball is starting to get some of its superstars it needs to I think you're exactly right. Um, I think that Shohei and we're, we're starting uh, to see a new generation that I feel like the old generation was Mike Trout. You had Bryce Harper, which yeah. was kind of part of that new, like that old generation. And before that you had Barry Bonds and Albert Pujols, but like Sammy this, Sosa, Sammy Sosa, Hey, respect hey, my boy. Rest in um, peace. He ain't dead. He ain't dead, but he white. Um, but I think that it's fu- it's going to be good to see now because, like, you have the Fernando Tatises, you have the Ronald Acunas, you have the Juan Sotos, all of which are under 25 years old, and they're going to be the next faces. You have Shohei Otani, which is doing stuff that hasn't been done since Babe Ruth, and he's 26 right now. So, like... I got a year to go before I... <laughs> yeah, yeah. In two years, or in a year, we're going to be Shohei Otani level. Yeah, I may go throw a 99 so, fast. So, la- last, last thing um, before we end it out. You're a big fantasy football guy. Um, you claim that you are one of the better fantasy football players. I am players. not. Do not do not do that to me. I refuse that claim. So, um, who are... Give me about three... And we might make this an actual segment, but give me three fantasy football sleepers that you think are going to have a breakout season this year. Um, let me get the name because there's one guy I like. I think that I'll give you three offensive players that I think are going to do pretty good. Um, the new the tight end for the Vikings. Uh, I'm trying to get his name. Um, I don't have it right now. I don't remember his name. You can look it up. I think that. He had like the fourth most post points for tight ends the last six games, um, so I think that tight ends the the tight end for the Vikings players should be pretty good. Um, if you say his name, I think I'll remember it. It's not Kyle Rudolph, you know. He left to go to the New York. Um, I think two, Irv Smith. I think so. I think that's his yeah, name. Yeah, um, Smith's probably who you're talking about. Um, I think Tua Tungabailoa will have a bounce back year. I think that like he was very humbled last year by like he openly admitted he didn't read the playbook. Um, if I was his manager, shut up. You don't say that on camera. Um, it's like the dude who said that Tom Brady isn't going to be welcomed back into Foxborough. People are like, listen, you don't get to say that about him. Like, that's like you know, that's not something you say out loud. I think Tua will have a good year. And I think that the new wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals, Jamar Chase, correct? The new wide receiver for They Cincinnati. drafted this year for Bengals. Uh, yes, Jamar, Jamar Chase. Chase. Yeah. I think I'm hearing reports out of camp that like it's like the connection all over again. Like he's catching like one-handed catch, like dimes. Joe Burrow's throwing to him. Um, 
I think the offense that the Miami has built around Tua, giving him a wide receiver he knows, arguably one of the best. Um, he had a good connection with. He had like they were breaking records pretty much. So Tua will be my sleeper quarterback. Jamar Chase will be my sleeper wide receiver. Uh, tight end will be what was his name again? I forget his Irv Smith. Irv Smith. You don't think that name's real? Irv Smith's not <laughs> a name I think I would ever have to say out loud. It's not a real name to me, but. Running backs. Running go, backs are always so hard. If I had to do a sleeper running back, I don't know. I, I, I thought that – I don't know. That's too much. I don't know enough about the about the running backs right now. I do think that uh, Washington's running back is going to have a good year. Um, I think Jonathan Taylor will have a good year. They're not really sleepers, though. They were good. So – I'm probably going with, um, for some of my picks, um, I actually have two from the same now, team. Now, I, I know that I'm going to get clowned on when I, when I draft next month. I'm going to be like, oh, Connor, are you going to take the sleepers you think are good? It's be like, shut up. So, I'm going, my, my first two are from the same team. Um, I'm going with Michael Pittman Jr. You can't double dip. Um, from the Colts. You can't. Uh, I, 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 I did. You can't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Michael Pittman Jr. from the Colts. I think that he will be an amazing – I think that he's a number one um, for that Colts team. Um, I think T.Y. is on the decline of his career, um, and Michael Pittman Jr. is the same way in which Marvin Harrison was to Reggie Wayne, Reggie Wayne was to T.Y. Hilton, and T.Y. Hilton will be for Michael, uh, Michael Pittman. Um, I think that that's going to be that connection. Um, and then – my second one, the quarterback, is going to be Carson Wentz. Um, I think that Carson Wentz being reunited with Frank Reich is going to be an amazing jump for him. Um, I truly believe that he will not be a top 10 quarterback next year, but he will be better than most. He will be a top 15 quarterback in my mind next year. Um I think that he'll have a major comeback season. Like I said, I don't think that he'll be top five, top ten. Um, but I could see that he – I see him kind of have like a Derek Carr, like sleepy good season. He's not going to be the super flashiest, but he's going to have a good good season. Um, my running back, I always go – running backs are always so hard because – they There's, could tear their ACL week one. Exactly. But I'm going with David Montgomery um, from the Bears. Um, I think David Montgomery, hopefully they shirt up that offensive line a little bit. Um, they did. I like their their second overall pick, uh, Jenkins. I think that was his name. Their sec- I, I really wanted him, their, their offensive lineman they picked out of, uh, I think he was from OSU. Um, I liked him a lot. I wish the Panthers got him, and we didn't. So a little salty about that, but I think that he's going to be a good piece for them. And I think during this transition time of we don't know whether Andy Dalton starts. I, I think Andy Dalton will play three games at max. You can put even, money on but that. But even like then, like you don't want to put Andy Dalton to throw fifty times a game. And even if you put Justin Fields in, you don't want him to throw fifty times a game he's, and get no, hurt. He, so that no. opens up the door for the running game to Andy, kind of step up. Andy Dalton three games. Andy Dalton three games. I'm I, going I, Andy Dalton six games. I all right. Well, so 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 frost, frosty this is bet. this frosty is the last. Okay. So last last thing, truly last thing, because this went way over what I thought this was going to go. Um, Mac Jones, how long do you give him until? 
does Cam Newton play the entire season or does Mac Jones come in halfway through the season, three quarters of the way through the season, a quarter of the way through the season? When does you, Mac Jones come in? You do not draft because Jordan Love exists and he's the exception. I would give Cam Newton three losses. I'm not saying three losses. I'm not. I'm not giving him a game total because I still think Cam Newton's a good player. Yes, his accuracy has always been called into question. Um, I still will love him unconditionally. I am. I'm a softy for him. He was my. He. That's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. I watched him go to a Super Bowl. I watched him. I watched him basically stunt over people and make grown men miss and grown men flinch. But I still think that Bill Belichick will give him three losses. I think after the third loss, uh, the Patriots team, uh, uh, fan base will be chom- uh, chomping at the bits to put in Mac Jones. I know that they said he was the most NFL-ready quarterback, which yeah. whatever the hell that means yeah. these days. Um, un- uh, unless I... Th- but the problem is you picked him 15th overall. You're going to play him. Cam Newton's on a one-year deal. So, but I think three. if Cam Newton has six wins, which Bill Belichick has given him the weapons and the defense to do now that they're back, um, Cam at, could win like nine games and like so Mac Jones ain't playing. I'm going Cam. Cam plays the entire season if he stays healthy. Um, I think that Cam is going to – I said this last year, and I was wrong, but I think that Cam can have a, a bounce-back year. Um, and if he has a bounce-back year, then there's no need for Mac Jones. Um, I don't think that I don't think that Mac Jones is inherently better than Cam Newton no, as I, of right I, now. I don't think so. Because I, think, I so. think that – but, like, what I'm going to get at is Justin Fields is better than Andy Dalton. And so, at some point, there needs to be a transition – to Justin Fields, but as of right now, I'm not in. I'm not entirely sure that Justin Fields is better than Cam, and so I'm not going to rush it if I don't have to. I, now, my second question is: When does Justin Fields take over? Because I, I'm going. Justin Fields takes over about six games in, about halfway through the season. I said Andy Dalton has three games. Trey Lance. Three games. How many games Trey Lance in? I I've said this on the podcast. Let as long as Jimmy G stays healthy, let Jimmy G take the whole season. How? Okay, my question is: this. Uh, How many? If you're the owner of a franchise, hopefully someday, God willing, how many? If you draft your quarterback in the top, let's say 15 picks, you get a top top 10 quarterback, top 15 quarterback. How many games you're gonna sit him until he plays? See, here's the thing, though, is that it 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 is how many all games depend- preferably would you do it? So it's all dependent on your franchise. If you are a win-now team, like you need to win now and it is for all the marbles, then you need to sit him for no more than three games. If you want him to be that franchise guy, like Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, they are going to start week one. Yes, but don't you think like those teams are not in a win-now scenario? Yes, They're not in like a Super Bowl window is not open for But I don't – but it's Trey Lance is – not Trey Lance, just – Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is the only exception out of these rules. Because he, I think he's had a total of six losses his entire career. Yeah. But which, the, is, which is something that I, I will speak, and it doesn't make sense, that this man has gone his entire life from high school to college and has lost 
in the single digits. Yeah. That is absurd. Yeah. And but dude, here's the thing, dude. And like I, I've said this before, but I think that Tua would have benefited greatly if he would not have played a single down in the NFL last year. Because the amount, if you can just be a sponge and soak in and not have to worry about playing, not have to worry about getting hit. Like, I know that, like, that's part of the game of, like, there's injuries and stuff that happens. But if you can sit for an entire year and learn Especially from arguably of- one of the best in the game, like, I know that I, I wouldn't say that Ryan Fitzpatrick is top 10 quarterback hey, he's of all been time. in the league long enough that he's done doing something right he's been on like 10 nine teams he's got to be doing something um but it's just one of those things where it, from harvard you, or yale one of yeah, those he's from harvard yeah. um if you could let him just learn under ryan fitzpatrick and it is ryan fitzpatrick team i thought that makes it so much more beneficial that when tua finally takes over which would have been this year and it's his team he is fully ready to go i think honestly ryan fitzpatrick could have led that team to a playoff yeah because i know there was a game they put Tua in and he lost like and also i think that with his injury, you know, he had like the hip injury, giving him a year to rest to make sure it's really good is a good idea because that can ruin a quarterback. Also, I think you need to be humbled in the NFL. Um, I think, like I said, Tua openly admitted he didn't read the playbook. That motion, that the gif of the people slapping their heads like, what are we doing? Like, what, did what you are say? we doing? You know. Yes, maybe like I think Joe Burrow, for example, you know, balled out. Justin Fields balled out. Uh, not Justin Fields. Uh, Herbert balled out. Um, you know, but he was asked into that situation. I don't think Herbert like wanted to be there. It was just like, hey, we accidentally punctured tie rods along. You're up, kid. Well, dude, it, it's one thing where you think about the. You just don't know. You think about the psyche of the team, and if you don't know who your leader is, then you. You can't go forward as a team. And I know that the Dolphins, and it's one of those things where you ride the hot hand, is, and it's great in theory, but it's like if you have two quarterbacks, you don't know who's your guy. And so I know that they went 10 and 6 and honestly should have made the playoffs. Like it's kind of a tragedy that they or a travesty that they didn't. Which is a part of me reason why I think it's a good idea to expand the playoffs because like there's a lot of good teams that I go like, man, the Dolphins like. Ryan Fitzpatrick could have finally gotten his chance. And the Dolphins team was looking pretty darn good at the end of the year. Yeah, but, I mean, you think about it. While the AFC looked great, the NFC was terrible. Like, we had the Degum Eagles, or we had the Degum yes, Washington football team who were like 6'10 and, and one. They, and they almost beat. Um, Who do they almost beat? Bucks. They almost beat the Yeah, Bucks. they almost beat the Bucks. Yeah, like, because I said the Bucks in my head, and I was like, that's basketball. The Bucks are a basketball team. Connor, you're not that smart. They almost beat the Bucks, And I think that's one of those things where it's like, you just don't know. Yeah. Like, people were talking about, what it was his name, Heineke? Uh, the dude who was Taylor playing. Heineke. Yeah, yeah, like, he played for us for a few games, and people were like, yeah, he was good. Then he started sucking. People were like, he's great. And it's like, each week in the NFL, you don't know what's going on. Yeah. You just don't know. Like. Yeah. Well, you could lose to the most random team, and it's like football is football. You got you're one and done. Like basketball, it's like ah, you took the loss. You got like another like eighty games left. Football, you got one loss and it's over. Like yeah. it's it's crazy. But this has been a good podcast. Do you have any more questions? 
No. Do you have any more questions for me? No. Because I feel like I'm the one who asks the questions. Today, yeah, it's one-on-one. That's usually what happens. I can't really transition us if there's just one person. It'd just be me saying, hey, Jacob, we're going to talk about the Space Jam stuff. Facts. Which was fun. I hope they enjoyed it. But it's a little hard. Now, my last question is, Space Jam is made in the next 20 years. Who's going to be on the... 20 years from now, who's who's the Space Jam figure? Is it basketball still? Basketball. 20 years from now. I think Jason Tatum. Um, I think that Jason Tatum is the is the guy. Um, uh, I I think that Jason Tatum is going to be the future of the league for a while. Okay. Um, and so I, I think that he'll be the next guy or Zion. Um, Zion, if Zion can get free his, Zion, if Zion can get a jump shot, he'll be. LeBron James-esque because he has I would argue that he is a more gifted athlete than LeBron James is I would argue that Zion is probably arguably one of the greatest athletes basketball has ever seen because he is just a freak of nature but alright guys well we will see you guys next week Um, we might be coming to you from Chicago so we will let you know how that is. Um, But we will see you guys next week. Have a good rest of your week. Uh, Stay safe, and y'all have a good one.